Welcome to the Black Contractors Network Podcast, where we'll be discussing hot topics around construction, being a general contractor, how to get started, and everything in between. And everything in between. Your host has over 20 years plus of construction experience. Here he is, Richard W. Johnson. Made in the U.S. of A. What's going on, good people? Here is a good word from our sponsor of the Black Contractors Network, Enix Construction. If you need any home renovations, bathroom, kitchen remodel, foundation repair in Southern California, enixconstruction.com. That is E-I-N-I-X construction.com. Tell them the Black Contractors Network sent you. Let's talk about it, people. Why the United States can't handle crises. We've been through a lot as a country. But it's time we took some time to reflect on how we handled the past few years. We faced some pretty big crises from September 11th to Hurricane Katrina to the financial crisis of 2008, the current pandemic, and those are just the most obvious. As we move toward 2023 and 2028, there will be plenty more opportunities for us to show off our ability or lack thereof to handle crises. There are reasons why this happens so often. An inability. An inability to coordinate. You may have noticed that in many crises, the government seems to be working at cross-purposes or not working at all. In part, this is because the government can't handle a crisis well. We have a system that's designed to prevent overreach by one branch of government by requiring consensus among branches before action can be taken. That's good for our rights and freedoms as citizens but it also makes it difficult for the government to deal with an emergency like a virus outbreak or an attack on American soil. For instance, the CDC needs funding from Congress in order to do its work on infectious diseases, but Congress isn't going to give them money unless there's an emergency happening. If there's no emergency happening, then Congress won't even want to talk about giving them money. So if there aren't enough resources available for scientists at CDC who know how viruses spread so they can advise local officials on how best take preventive measures like closing schools, then those scientists don't exist. And if they don't exist, then those local officials won't receive advice from people who know what they're doing, might actually listen instead of making uninformed decisions based on their own personal worldviews or political agendas. Another example would be something like FEMA. It doesn't have any authority over state governments during emergencies, at least not directly. Which means if Texas wants FEMA help with its flooding problems, but Louisiana doesn't need anything yet, then Louisiana gets first priority while Texas waits in line behind, even though both states have been hit hard by Hurricane Hart. This could lead us into another round where more people die unnecessarily because we haven't learned anything from past disasters when those same mistakes were made again. This will only reinforce negative stereotypes about politicians being self-serving and unwilling. Failure to anticipate. The United States has a long history of not anticipating problems, and it is no surprise that this trend continues today. This pattern was evident in the lead up to the Civil War. When southern states began seceding from the Union in 1860, many northern politicians felt that war would be avoided as long as President Buchanan's policy of letting them go prevailed. They were wrong. Within six months of his inauguration, war broke out between North and South. In another example, Americans have been slow to act on climate change for decades, even though scientists have been sounding alarms about how global warming could affect our environment since at least 1975. In fact, the first major legislative move against greenhouse gases came only under Obama's presidency, and even then only after he made a campaign promise to do so. In recent years, we've seen countless examples of this failure from Congress failing to repeal Obamacare despite promising its repeal multiple times over several years, to Trump pulling out from the Paris Agreement without first consulting with other world leaders or members of his own administration, 
These are just some examples. There are many more instances where people were late reacting because they did not anticipate how quickly events would unfold or how severe their consequences were likely to be. An unwillingness to learn from mistakes. It's hard to explain, but Americans are very good at learning from their own mistakes. If something goes wrong, we're generally able to figure out what went wrong and learn from it. But when it comes to learning from other people's mistakes, or even our own mistakes that are not made by the U.S., we tend to be pretty bad at it. The United States has difficulty understanding the problem it's facing. The United States is particularly bad at handling crises because we don't understand the problems we're facing. More importantly, we haven't figured out how to fix them or prevent them from happening again. This is the nature of a crisis in an emergency situation. You have to take action quickly and without full information about what's going on. It's only after the fact that you can start to analyze what happened and determine how best to prevent similar situations in the future. But by then it's too late. The problem has already been solved for you by time and circumstance. Whether it was an issue with your own behavior or some external event beyond your control. So when people are asking why the United States can't handle crises well, they're really asking why our system doesn't allow us access to information fast enough so that we know what needs fixing in real time before doing anything else like running away. You could say this lack of data-driven decision-making makes us less capable of dealing with emergencies effectively than other countries would be. And there may be some truth in that statement. The lack of investment in competent government institutions. One of the biggest reasons why the United States government struggles to handle crises is because it's simply not designed to do so. The U.S. government was originally established to handle day-to-day -day operations. And over time, as issues have arisen that need attention on a national level, it has found ways around them by creating new agencies or making changes within existing ones. But these ad hoc fixes have created a maze of overlapping responsibilities and conflicting goals, and they only work when everything goes perfectly according to plan. In his book American Amnesia, How the War on Government Led Us to Forget What Made America Prosper, Jacob Hacker explained how this happened. Americans used to think about themselves as citizens first, then came an era in which ideas about markets took precedence. Today we are living through yet another shift, this time toward viewing ourselves foremost as consumers. Policy problems are not addressed because they are political problems. But here's the problem. Policy problems are not addressed because they are political problems. We can't handle crises because we don't want to deal with the political backlash of addressing them. Digging into the three reasons we can't handle crises reveals three solutions. In order to understand how we can fix our current crisis, we need to first take a closer look at what's wrong. Three reasons explain why the United States is struggling so much. We don't understand the problem. In many cases, we're not even sure what it is. Government doesn't have enough resources at its disposal to address these crises effectively and efficiently. There are also political issues that need attention as well, including polarization and gridlock among politicians who are supposed to work together for the good of all Americans. If the United States wants to avoid making the same mistakes over and over again, it needs to do a few things differently. First, it needs to understand the problem it's facing. Second, it needs to invest in competent government institutions that can anticipate these problems before they arise and prepare for them when they do come up. Finally, policy problems should be addressed because they're political problems, not because they're personal ones or because they're too big for us all individually as Americans. Failure is a natural part of life. We all fail, but the best way to recover from failure is by turning it into success. You can do this by acknowledging your failure learning from your mistakes and putting a positive spin on it. Keep in mind that failure doesn't always have to be bad. In fact, there are many ways we can use failure to our advantage.
Alright, wrap it up, wrap it up. And remember that in the end, it's your own success or failure. So don't let anyone else bring you down. If you think we missed anything, please comment below. Please like and subscribe and share this episode with anyone who might benefit from it. Thank you for listening to the Black Contractors Network. Make sure to like, rate, and review. See you next time. Be safe out there and take care of each other.